Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. What's happening, everybody? On today's show, we've got a lot of updates on assistant coaches being hired across the SEC in football. Dan Lanning says he never even considered taking the Alabama job. And a recap of a wild weekend of SEC hoops. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers uh, joining today. You will get 200 uh, bucks in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team Every day. All right, got plenty to jump into. A lot to catch you up on when it comes to staffing around the conference. So let's do it. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start over at Missouri. As we know, just a couple weeks ago, they lost their defensive coordinator, Blake Baker, leaving for the same position over at LSU. Well, Over the weekend, it came out Eli Drinkwitz is going to be hiring South Alabama defensive coordinator Corey Batoon. That uh, first reported by ESPN's Pete Thamel. Uh, Batoon, veteran coach, uh, plenty of experience, coached at Hawaii, FAU, Liberty. uh, Also spent uh, several seasons at Ole Miss in a bunch of different roles. So some SEC experience there, but... uh, He was an assistant AD, later was an assistant coach working with safeties and special teams over at Ole Miss. But last season at South Alabama, his defense was ranked number 15 in the country in total defense. Now, as we know, he was working under head coach Kane Womack, who is now the Alabama defensive coordinator. So who do we give more credit to? Is it Kane Womack? Is it Corey Batoon? Was it a group effort? Uh, We'll find out. Batoon was a Broyles Award nominee back in 2021. Of course, that goes to the uh, top assistant coach in the country. Uh, he was also the uh, defensive coordinator previously at Hawaii and Florida Atlantic. But uh, again, we'll see what Corey Batoon is able to do over there at Mizzou, taking over for Blake Baker, and now will be running the defense for Mizzou. We'll see if he can get that defense playing as well as Blake Baker had it last year. Over at Florida, they are expected to hire Joe Houston from the NFL ranks to come coach their special teams. Uh, Joe Houston was up with the New England Patriots, and uh, Swamp 24-7 reports that uh, Joe Houston will coach uh, special teams for Florida, previously coached special teams at the collegiate level at Iowa State years ago. Uh, He will be an analyst for the Gators. He will not count as one of their 10 on-field assistant coaches, according to report. Also says that current special teams analyst Chris Couch will remain on staff and work alongside Houston next season. He's been on staff uh, for the Patriots since 2012. He's a former college kicker. 
So uh, we'll see if Florida's special teams improve. They did have a nice uh, year last year overall. They ranked number nine nationally in special teams efficiency, according to the advanced metrics. Over at Ole Miss, they are expected to name Illinois assistant coach George McDonald as their new wide receiver coach slash passing game coordinator. George McDonald spent the last three seasons at Illinois. Before that, he was uh, he coached pass catchers uh, on the college level and the NFL level. But Illinois wideout Isaiah Williams made a move from quarterback, where he started four games in 2020, to wide receiver and turned into the school's seventh-ever first-team All-Big Ten selection at wide receiver. So he's had some... Uh, some good experience there, but McDonald will replace Derek Nix, who just left a couple weeks ago to go be the new OC over at Auburn. Prior to Illinois, George McDonald had stints at NC State, Syracuse, Miami, Minnesota, Stanford, Michigan, been a whole lot of different places. But uh, this past year, Illinois had a couple of wideouts, all bringing at least 40 receptions. So Obviously, Ole Miss not having any problems with pass catchers catching balls, but uh, Lane Kiffin adding a very experienced staffer to his crew in George McDonald coming down to Ole Miss. Over at South Carolina, uh, reports out there that Gamecocks closing in on hiring longtime NFL special teams coach Joe uh, DeCamillis. I'll get it right. Uh, He will replace Pete Lembo, who left for the head coaching job at Buffalo, but D. Camillus will serve as the Gamecocks' new special teams coordinator uh, after spending last season in the college ranks with Texas as a special assistant to the head coach. But, of course, uh, spent many years in the NFL with the Giants, the Falcons, the Jaguars, uh, the Cowboys. So, very experienced coach. And as uh, Shane Beamer actually addressed some media over the weekend, I think at the uh, basketball game, and talked about, he said, can't say who it is yet, but uh, very excited about the guy that we're going to be bringing in. Um, very experienced. And uh, Gamecock special teams, look, it's Beamer Paul. It's always going to be a strength. But uh, they had the 12th best special teams rating last year in Bill Connolly's rankings. Gamecocks had a top 30 touchback rate on kickoffs, top 20 field goal rate, and ranked inside the top 20 for average punt return yardage allowed. So uh, obviously Pete Lembo did a really good job. We'll see if Joe DeCamillis will do the same thing under Shane Beamer there at South Carolina. Over at LSU, uh, some reports that their co-offensive coordinator that they just named uh, Cortez Hankton along with Joe Sloan. Cortez Hankton, a candidate for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, They have requested permission to interview Hankton for their open offensive coordinator role. Falcons did just hire Raheem Morris as their next head coach. But Hankton been a big part of LSU's offensive success. Obviously, Cortez Hankton, Hankton had coached at Georgia prior uh, to coming to LSU. But, uh, again, you know, named co-OC. Obviously, it'd be a big upgrade to go from a co-OC in college to a full OC at the NFL ranks and probably going to pay more. But uh, we'll see what uh, Cortez Hankton decides to do. Again, uh, for LSU, it'd be an easy move. You just... Joe Sloan would just become the full-time OC, and then they would just have to figure out who would coach wide receivers. Uh, a couple other LSU notes. Offensive analyst Trent Miles is reportedly going to leave uh, to go join Notre Dame. He's going to follow uh, Mike Denbrock, who departed as OC, left LSU for Notre Dame. So Trent Miles is going to follow him. I uh, spent the last two seasons on Brian Kelly's staff as a senior analyst at LSU. But uh, like we said, he's going to follow Mike Denbrock up there too. 
Notre Dame. One more LSU note. They are making a move to rehire a former staff member, Austin Thomas, coming back for his third stint with the Tigers. Previously worked at LSU. Uh, was amongst college football's first staffers to hold the general manager role. He spent the past two seasons at Ole Miss as their chief of staff. Uh, like we said, was at LSU from 13 to 17, and then again in 2021. And when Brian Kelly took over as head coach, uh, Austin Thomas was not retained and then went over to Oxford. But uh, Thomas is going to play a, quote, key role in roster management and personnel, according to the Baton Rouge advocate down there. Tigers also had a little bit of reuniting and bringing back Corey Raymond to coach their DBs. So a couple guys that Brian Kelly you know, had been at LSU and Brian Kelly said, eh, we'll go a different direction. Two years later, he's changing his tune. Bring back Austin Thomas, bring back Corey Raymond. All right, over at Auburn, uh, Gus Malzahn picking a former Auburn staffer, pulling him over to his staff over at UCF. Hugh Freeze losing Trevon Reed. He's going to go serve as UCF's cornerbacks coach over there in Orlando. Reed returned to his alma mater in 2021 as Auburn's player relations coordinator and was later elevated to director of football and recruiting relations in 2022. He played at Auburn from 2010 through 2014. Hugh Freeze wished Trevon Reed well on social media saying, congrats, Trevon, go be great. Reed played for uh, Malzahn at Auburn uh, during that stretch. So obviously ties there, but Trevon Reed. Uh, an Auburn Tiger through and through. I think he did some radio there, too, for a while. And now he's heading over to uh, reunite with his old coach, Gus Malzahn. Uh, a couple other Auburn notes here. J- Jordan-Hare Stadium set to have renovations to the north end zone and video board. And uh, the details will go before their board of trustees next month. Their meeting will cover how Auburn will plan to use the uh, engineers of Birmingham to facilitate an accelerated design process. Uh, the project will provide a new modern video board to improve the fan experience, according to reports. But uh, look, it, it's always keeping up with the Joneses in the SEC. And if you don't have the uh, best of the best uh, stadium experience, well, you're behind the other schools. And so uh, always looking to renovate and redo things. And Auburn is doing just that. All right. Thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we got some more tidbits going around the conference, including Dan Lanning saying, uh, yeah. Not didn't even consider the Alabama job. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a sec. Locked on SEC. But first, this episode presented to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. Look, passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts For your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. That's ebaymotors.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. You don't want to miss it. J.D. Pakel going to join us from On3 Sports. We'll talk some big picture stuff with him as we get ever so closer to the start of spring ball across the SEC. So hit on some football nuggets with him. But we got more stuff to dive into going on around the conference. So let's dive into it. And uh, our next stop, we stop off over in Tuscaloosa as Dan Lanning, the Oregon coach, uh, appeared on the Ryan Rossillo podcast a couple days ago. And he said there was never a decision to make when Nick Saban announced his retirement from Alabama. He said he was going to stay at Oregon no matter what. Lanning was asked if there was ever a moment when he considered taking the Alabama job. He, of course, put out a a public statement saying he was going to stay in Eugene. But uh, Dan Lanning telling Ryan Rosillo, no, the decision was made long before the season started. Long before I took this job, Oregon took a chance on me. I truly believe this is a job that we can make the best job in college football. When you feel that way, Put some blood, sweat, and tears and sweat equity equity into it. You make that job uh, into what you think it can be. So, uh, don't know if I exactly buy that. I don't know if Dan Lanning turned down Bama. Is Bama not interested in him fully? I don't know. But in his two seasons at Oregon, of course, the former Georgia defense coordinator, uh, there's been talk, you know, rumors of, hey, would he come back to the SEC, take a job here? But uh, he says he's staying. says he's staying there at Oregon. But, uh of course, Alabama hired Kalen DeBoer from Washington. Kalen DeBoer, by the way, 3-0 in his time there in the Pac-12 against Dan Lanning and Oregon. So, uh, head-to-head, Kalen DeBoer's got his number. But uh, Dan Lanning said he believes Oregon could be a consistent force in the postseason. Of course, they're moving into the Big Ten starting next season. And uh, competition going to get a little bit tougher. See what their schedule looks like if they get... Michigan, Ohio State, um, however their new Big Ten schedule will work out. But um, we'll see. I like Dan Lanning as a coach, but, again, if uh, if Alabama was truly offered to him, even if he turned it down, you got to think, like, he wouldn't just, oh, no, I committed to Oregon. Yeah, bull. This is is an occupation where coaches change jobs all the time. Like, let's not, like, but I I promised them I was going to be here. Yeah, okay. Kalen DeBoer promised Washington he was going to be there, too. Come on. Grow up. All right. Uh, other college football news. Reese Davis and Pete Thamel doing their uh, college football podcast, talking about teams in the mix to open next season at number one. And uh, both of them saying Georgia and Ohio State are both in the mix, but also Texas should be considered. Uh, Reese Davis saying, I would say Georgia for now. Going to give Georgia the edge for now to be number one. Pete Thamel said, me too. Uh, Reese Davis said a lot of roster movement left there, but I would say, and I haven't looked at it super holistically, but Bulldogs, Buckeyes feels right. Pete Thamel went on to say Steve Sarkeesian has earned the benefit of the doubt and looking at what he's done with player development there. But who would be the next SEC team in the mix? Reese Davis said it would probably be Ole Miss, maybe even Missouri. Uh, He did go on to say reports of Alabama's impending demise have been greatly exaggerated. He said there are going to be bumps there. Even if they had retained everybody, there were going to be bumps there at Alabama. But I think 
Kalen DeBoer's a terrific coach. And I'm not even talking about fit. I'm talking about language that has been handed down for 17 years. You want to talk about how Tommy Reese and Greg McElroy noted how Nick Saban required coordinators to keep the same terminology and go to him if a change was requested. He said Tommy pointed out he'll let you do it. You just need to have a reason for it. So Reese Davis went on to say, that said, they're still going to have to be really good, and they're probably uh, going to be way better in November than they are in September. I don't think they're so ravaged by the portal defections as people have made it out to be. But uh, Reese Davis saying, uh, you know, Alabama's got him behind the likes of Georgia, Texas, and Ole Miss in an SEC pecking order looking ahead to the start of next year. But, of course, look, we still have spring portal transfers and all this kind of stuff to still work out. So very early to be looking ahead to – August, September of 2024, but um, again, that's kind of good off-season fodder there. All right, in other news, we've got the uh, Senior Bowl getting underway in Mobile. We will be on site. We will uh, catch up with some of the former SEC players there and get some interviews with them, but uh, NFL draft expert Chad Reuter uh, is putting out there that uh, he believes South Carolina quarterback Spencer Rattler could be one of those guys who really helps his stock at the Senior Bowl this week. We've got a couple of SEC guys there, and Joe Milton and Spencer Rattler. But um, Roeder goes on to say on NFL.com, he ranked 11 prospects who can really help themselves this week. He had Spencer Rattler at number six. He said Mobile will present an excellent opportunity for Rattler to impress scouts and coaches both on and off the field and earn some grades worthy of a day two draft consideration. So we'll see. Look, Spencer Rattler's got a lot of tools in the toolbox, a lot of freak, freakish talent. He's just got to go put it on display. And uh, obviously the offensive line was rough at South Carolina last year, but had some good pass catchers. We'll have, uh, Xavier Leggett will be playing in the Senior Bowl or practicing, so have a familiar face there, hopefully catching passes from him. But uh, practices for the Senior Bowl will start Tuesday at uh, 1030 and uh, go on throughout the week. The game will be this coming Saturday. One other senior bowl note, Mizzou DB Ennis Rakestraw, projected by Manny to be an NFL first-round pick this year, but uh, he will not, or he will miss this week's uh, senior bowl, according to Matt Miller of ESPN. Expect to have surgery to repair a core muscle injury that he's been dealing with uh, throughout the year. He is expected to be at the scouting combine next month. Matt Miller has Rakestraw at number 19 on his big board, while Mel Kuyper projects him 31st in his first edition of his mock draft. But uh, either way, first-round pick. Field Yates also has raved about Ennis Rakestraw as an NFL DB. But this past season played nine games, made 35 tackles, and uh, did miss a couple of games with injury. All right, in transfer and recruiting news, got a lot of uh, stuff to catch up on with you guys here. Let's jump over to the Swamp. As Florida landed a transfer commitment from former Washington DB Asa Turner, six foot three, two hundred pounds safety, spent five seasons at Washington, entered the portal after Kalen DeBoer left to take the Bama job, and he's heading to Gainesville as a graduate transfer. Will have one season of eligibility remaining. He's playing forty three games throughout his years at Washington, one hundred and forty eight career tackles. Six interceptions, made 28 starts for the Huskies there, including six this past year. So, uh, Asa Turner, keep that name in mind, over there at Florida, big-time seasoned vet. He did battle bone injuries in both his hands last season, was limited to only four regular season games, 
but that uh, helped preserve a red shirt and save his final year of eligibility. So Asa Turner, keep an eye on him in the secondary there for the Florida Gators. He will reunite with uh, Will Harris, the Gators' new secondary coach. He coached DBs at Washington from 2018 through 2021. One other uh, Washington cornerback, no, Jabbar Muhammad was a guy that uh, had visited Texas and Alabama and was thought that maybe he could reunite with Kalen DeBoer in Tuscaloosa, but he will head to Oregon to go play for Dan Lanning. So guy who started his career at Oklahoma State then played at Washington, now is heading to Oregon. Jabbar Muhammad not coming to the SEC. Over in Texas A&M, Mike Elko picking up a commitment for the class of 2025. Four-star safety prospect Dejon Petaway choosing the Aggies over the likes of offers from Ohio State, Georgia, and Miami. He's the number 138 overall player, the number 11 safety in the country for the class of 2025. Comes from just outside the Houston area, 5'10", 175 pounds. And over at LSU, they added to their 2025 class in picking up in-state cornerback Jabari Antoine, four-star prospect, six foot one, 170 pounds from the New Iberia area in Louisiana. He's the number two player in the state, the number 53rd player overall, and the number eight corner in the class of 2025. LSU also has a commitment from the number one prospect in the state, five-star running back Harlem Berry. And uh, Tigers looking pretty strong to get all the top 10 players in uh, in the state of Louisiana, possibly, for 2025. They also do have the number one player in the class of 2025 in Bryce Underwood, quarterback, and uh, also have a commitment from five-star receiver DeCorian Moore out of Texas. So, Brian Kelly doing some work in that class of 2025 so far. All right, we'll keep you guys up to date on more recruiting stuff and transfer Portal stuff as it continues to come out. Still more to come here on Locked On SEC, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. Come out next, a quick recap of some SEC hoops action from over the weekend. First, this episode presented to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Look, happy Super Bowl to everybody who celebrates for FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seats on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets. And FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, all the awesome prop bets they got it for you there at FanDuel. Of course, new customers join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. It is FanDuel. Download the app, too. All right, before we wrap things up here on today's show, did want to touch on some uh, SEC hoops nuggets as we uh, finish off the show. So let's dive into that. And uh, first, I want to start with a story, not yet an SEC hoops story, but Texas. They're playing their final year in the Big 12 and the horns down stuff. We talked about that. They were over at BYU and BYU student section took things to a new level not just doing the hand gesture of horns down, but wearing shirts spelling out horns down in the front row. BYU insider Mitch Harper reported 
Those students were asked to remove their shirts at the first media timeout of the game. Uh, social media had a field day with that one. Uh, calling Longhorn soft and, you know, come on. Like, we, we heard Rodney Terry just two weeks ago almost crying over, you can't uh, do horns down, it's just disrespectful and all this kind of stuff. Well, BYU jumping on, BYU student section jumping on. I can't wait to see what uh, the SEC fans do next year to Texas with the horns down. Um, look, the more you say you don't like it, the more fans are going to come at you with it. All right, other notes uh, happening from the weekend in the SEC. Alabama basketball set a new program record. They beat LSU 109-88. to It was the sixth time this year the Tide has scored at least 100 points in a game. That is a new all-time best for the program. Alabama also cleared the century mark and wins over uh, Moorhead State, Indiana State, Liberty, South Alabama, Eastern Kentucky. It's the first time the Tide scored 100 or more points in SEC play this season. But Nate Oates was quick to point out, hey, uh, we should have eight. There are a couple games in which walk-ons finished games that went into the high 90s. They scored 99 against Oregon, 98 against Mercer, 93 against Mizzou. But Alabama is the number one offense in the country in the hoops, according to Ken Palm. Alabama scored 125 points per 100 possessions so far this season. Over at Tennessee, Dalton Connect continuing his monster season as Tennessee beat Vanderbilt 75-62. Connect poured in 32 points in the win over Vandy, giving them five straight games of at least 25 points or more. Connect became the first SEC player in the last 14 seasons to accomplish that feat. He's the only SEC player since South Carolina's Devin Downey did so back in 2010. Connect has scored at least 24 points in all five of Tennessee's true road games this year. According to Tennessee, over the last decade, the only other players from Power 6 conferences to score 24 more points in five straight road games, Seton Hall's Miles Powell and Oklahoma's Buddy Heald. So Connect and the Vols are currently second place in the SEC with a 5-1 record, just a half game behind Alabama. Uh, Connect, you got to think, candidate for SEC Player of the Year and possible National Player of the Year. Over Kentucky, John Calipari changed things up ahead of their uh, Saturday night game against Arkansas. He told reporters after the game he had the Wildcats scrimmage on Thursday and Friday, something they usually don't do during the season. But Calipari said it was an effort to toughen up his team. He was very critical of how they handled South Carolina's physicality and the loss to them a week ago. But the move worked. Kentucky beat Arkansas 63-57 up in Fayetteville. Wildcats did trail for much of the game, but a physical them down the stretch. Calipari said the team may scrimmage again today as they prepare to face Florida at home on Wednesday. Now, Arkansas, they suffered their sixth loss in conference play, falling to Kentucky. And uh, Arkansas and Eric Musselman now 1-6 overall in the SEC. What is going on with the Razorbacks? So used to them getting to the Sweet 16 and making deep tournament runs every year. They are not playing well. Uh, Florida, they had to stay an extra five minutes to get the win, but the Gators beat Georgia in overtime 98-93 after blowing a 21-point second-half lead. Florida now 14-6 overall. Georgia, uh, 4-3. They're both 4-3 in SEC play. Other games from the weekend, Auburn suffered their second conference loss, falling at Mississippi State 64-58. South Carolina improved to 17-3 on the season. They're 5-2 in the SEC, beating Mizzou at home 72-64. An Ole Miss, big-time road win in College Station, beating Texas A&M 71-68. The Rebels now 17-3 on the year. Chris Beard's crew doing a good job. And on the ladies' side of things, LSU and South Carolina had that big game last Thursday night down in Baton Rouge. And a 
according to uh, TV reports, uh, they had an average audience of 1.56 million people watched the South Carolina Gamecocks take down LSU on the road. Uh, South Carolina's dramatic win over LSU outdrew both primetime NBA games that night that were on TNT, including Celtics Heat. Was in the same time slot. According to the report, it was the second most watched regular season women's basketball game since 2010, trailing only Ohio State's overtime win over Caitlin Clark and Iowa last week. That was on, I believe, Fox and was the lead in ahead of an NFL playoff game. So uh, that may have helped that one, but this one, no lead in. It was just standalone. Everybody tuned in, and South Carolina and LSU, of course, have combined to win the last two national championships in women's hoops. So uh, look, Two entertaining brands and uh, Kim Mulkey and Don Staley. Who doesn't want to watch that matchup? Well, sign me up for that one uh, 10 times. Watch that one. All right. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to everydayers. Again, come on back tomorrow on the show. We'll talk with J.D. Pakel of On3 Sports. And for your second lesson, go check out our Locked on Sports Today page on 24-7, uh, streaming 24-7 over on YouTube. Search Locked on Sports Today. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.